0: Welcome to Missouri Loves Company. I'm one of your hosts, Brock Lilber.
1: I'm your other host, Vivian Kane.
0: This is a podcast about Missouri and stuff
1: and company and company. I've probably made that joke before. It's not even a joke. Well,
0: it's cute because <laughs> we have extra company tonight. Yeah. Uh, fun time in our lives. Uh, my political website uh, shut down on me, uh, and we all found out via Slack channel yep. notification. <laughs> uh, several people were typing, and then we were all gone. Uh, and the guy that ran our site has just uh, rebranded it. Uh, with none of the people that worked there, I I have some anger issues, but we're gonna we're gonna see where that goes. That's a yeah. that's a different.
1: I mean, I don't know. we moved out here, as we keep saying, to be more political, and you stumbled onto a really great outlet for that. and uh, and so it really sucks that that was shut down, but that's not gonna change. You know how involved you've been, how involved we've been, and hopefully you'll find
0: someplace else for it. That's tomorrow night. We're going to the the state oh, of the yeah. city from the mayor. Yeah, we have press credentials to see the mayor. Don't
1: tell them your outlet got shut down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh We also went to the March for Life this weekend and March for uh, our lives. March for our lives, <laughs> and uh, you know there we we had some questions uh, moving out here. About uh, how, how leftist the place was going to be and be, whether people were going to be involved or not. And uh, nothing felt better than showing up in a park with just several fucking thousand people mm-hmm. just all really into the thing and seeing just that sea of humanity and like, cool, everyone's here. And yeah. only one <laughs> counter protester, <laughs> the coolest 20 year old I've ever seen with a Nazi flag surrounded by like five cops. uh with, uh, with reflective sunglasses so we couldn't see him crying. Uh, and he yes. had the flag uh, furled up, which Fiv's theory was that maybe that was a safety issue for the police. But my uh, theory is that Which he's just the courageous most, <laughs> yeah, Yeah, he was just like, you also, know what? <laughs>
1: great resource for those police officers that had to just stand by the one fucknut with a flag that just had to be out there protesting, kids not wanting to get shot.
0: It was, it is, it was a weird thing to show up and there's a lot of police there and they donated their time mm-hmm. and stuff uh, and that was really cool, especially since there was like a suspicious package and some issues like that. Uh. But it's also weird to see a bunch of dudes walking around with really big guns mm-hmm. at the anti-gun rally. But they—the thing that threw me worse was that they have uh, on the front of uh, their their bulletproof vests just a, a shit ton of uh, zip ties, mm-hmm. which obviously you use in a in a large group scenario. But they were there in a way that you could just grab them and go. Uh, and I was like, "Wow, they're really prepared to like arrest like a lot like of a people." A lot of
1: peaceful protesters at this high school or, yeah. student <laughs> rally.
0: Yeah, so that threw me. <laughs>
1: but it was it was a really great time. We went with some new friends of ours who have a very young child. Which there were a lot of really young children there, like a lot of high schoolers, but also just a lot of like really young kids. Uh, they had this whole like sidewalk chalk art thing going on, and it was just it was really beautiful. It was really great to see.
0: The only downside, and I've heard this from friends. That also went to protest, and and it's now sort of an industry. Is that like uh, you're standing in the crowd and doing this, and there's just a lot of photographers walking mm-hmm. around. Uh, and at one point, I started crying, and this photographer just started sort of circling me, yeah. and I was like, if she tries to take a picture mm-hmm. or asks permission, just gonna be like, be a person, mm-hmm. like don't do this right now. Yeah. Uh, so that's been our political week. Uh, well,
1: oh, and last night Stormy Daniels was on sixty minutes. I don't know if we need to talk about that. We, do we? <laughs> I don't know. I wrote out all my feelings about it today. Then I
0: think we're good. We have yeah. two guests on the show tonight. Yeah. And our guests tonight are... Uh,
2: Brian Moses. And Jessica Hagee.
0: Uh, and uh, this is uh, sort of fun. Brian is somebody that I met when I first uh, moved to town. Uh, he's a bartender and an improv comedy guy over at the Green Room, that which That
1: describes, is- like... 90% of the friends you've made in Kansas City, right?
0: Either or. Yeah. Either or. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and the two of them are getting ready to do the reverse of our move, which is that they're headed to Los Angeles to one of our old favorite neighborhoods. <laughs> so this is uh, one of their last few days here. Guys, what are your thoughts before departing Kansas City for L.A.?
1: Give us wisdom.
3: <laughs>
0: uh.
2: Yeah, you have so know. much to do. <laughs> I mean, that's the
0: thoughts right Are, now. Is, is just being here adding to your stress in such a way that you can't participate?
2: In the, in the podcast? No, I feel like this is... Uh, we're just going to direct all of our friends who ask us, what are you going to do in LA and all the questions that we've been answering for oh, the last... Oh, this will save you time. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> this is the last time we're going to answer any of these questions. We're going to redirect all of our friends to this podcast Great. so that we don't have to have that conversation.
0: <laughs> what, but... what brought you guys to KC in the first place? Tell us Tell us your life stories. <laughs> you want to go
3: for it? it mine's faster. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm from Iowa originally, um, and I moved out here to KU to go to college. And then when college was over, I didn't want to do like adult stuff. So I found improv uh, to just kind of keep pushing that That real job stuff away um, and got in with the KC Improv Company. And I've been doing that for about like three years or so now. So
0: why does Kansas City love improv so much? Because it's it is so beloved here. (laughs) And it really hurt me to move out and be like, is stand-up is is fuck, uh, and Im- everyone loves improv. And I was like, well, yeah. I'm not sure that's true. And then I saw how green room works, and it's like, everyone loves improv, and everyone in lim- improv here seems to love each other. It seems to be such a positive space. How does it? How did it get that way?
3: It's really grown since I've uh, started taking classes. Like when I took classes at KCIC, there was like one level one, and now we have. Four to five every time. So I think the community is growing so much. Um, I will say it's always been very nice and like friendly, which is a thing I I will miss a lot. I yeah. hear it's a lot more competitive uh, most other places. Uh, I don't know what stand up is doing. I've seen some stand up, not
1: not that not <laughs> yeah. that positive it, loving not, scene you
3: just described. <laughs> I've met some cool stand up people, um, but a lot more yeah cool improvisers than. You always get one guy that just wants to make all the wrong jokes that aren't funny.
0: Um, oh, the Michael Scott.
3: Yeah, yeah, he's he's at all the shows. Michael, did
0: you tell him that you have a gun in your pocket? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's really growing, and I hope it keeps growing. Uh, we just had a dance that a couple people put on, and all the proceeds went to Planned Parenthood, and oh, it was cool. just really fun. Everybody got together, danced. Uh, there were, like, raffles and everything, and it was just... I think I'll miss that the most is just the environment and the people and just looking out for each other and uh, inviting people to different groups and experimental stuff is really fun.
2: Yeah. We won the raffle, by the way. <laughs> oh, what would sure. you win? I uh, move a, to L.A. <laughs> yeah. It was a 50-50 raffle. I don't know if are, are, are you're familiar no. with that, where it's like half, half the proceeds go to the charity oh, and then cool. half goes to the winner. But they were selling $20 worth of tickets by your height. And oh, I'm Brian. I'm six six, right? And I stood on my toes and stretched my my hair out, and we ended up winning it. So oh wow, that's been that's been my favorite thing about the improv community is winning that money.
0: So <laughs> do you ever wonder why people hate tall people? And then you and then you win, win the a
2: 50 bunch 50 of money. I, flaunted, I <laughs> totally <laughs> flaunted it. Like I stood up. I like un. Cheating with one. your
0: hair is really is really the dick part. Cheating
1: of Cheating yeah. with posture. <laughs> it was, to, be, to be fair,
2: it was if they went up to my knee, we would have won. <laughs> so that's that's where our winning ticket was. It's around my knee. So, <laughs> but no, that was like a really good time. It was the uh, America's Improv Test Kitchen. Is that right? Yeah. And they're they were, they, uh, they work out of the Buffalo room, and yeah, they threw a great party, and uh, they had so many. In, they're very supportive of indie teams. Uh, I mean, go back on that question, like, uh, like I got swept up into improv. I'm a, I'm a theater person, uh, f- you know, since I was 17 and, uh, the last year and a half, I kind of dedicated myself to improv. It was something that was incredibly challenging. Like I had all the tools for it, but I didn't know how to do it. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and this last year and a half, like, I was just really intimidated going to classes and just when I got comfortable they put me into the company so I was intimidated again and just when I was starting to feel a little comfortable I was like I want to just take this to LA let's go ahead and move move (laughs) it up a notch yeah but that's the to me, that's been the Nothing to find,
0: it. like finding your first bit of comfort and being like, let's take this pro <laughs> well, Yeah, there's that
2: point in Fight Club where he's like, I quit my job, and this is on the DVD commentary, but he was like, I quit my job today, and Brad Pitt's response is, time to take Fight Club up to the next level. There's no congratulations, there's no anything. It's like, once you once you feel comfortable, just start challenging yourself again.
1: Oh, I am familiar with the Fight Club DVD commentary. Okay, great, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. I, I wish that were a but I actually boy. am. <laughs> I was that boy in high school. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's who I dated, is you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you uh, you guys, uh, y- you have a plan to go to L- Los Angeles and to really just live in the culture of improv education out there, which is right. such an interesting thing. I don't think I've ever met anybody that was like, I'm just going there to do it for maybe like a year and then to just be like the master of our domain. Like you're not looking at anything else. You're just like, we're just going to go class it up and treat it like a college experience or something. That's, that's what I've, I've taken from you. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. I, uh, worked at like a law firm, uh, and got like a nice bonus. And that bonus was kind of like, Oh, this would be a nice, I could use this money towards LA. Um, so I just decided like, why not do it? I, hmm. uh, I feel like the problem with KC right now is like once you get to a certain point, you can't really learn anymore, and then they just start having you teach other people. And I'm <laughs> right. like, I don't know if I'm ready to just teach what I know for three years now. Um, so I think, yeah, I'm looking at it as just go through like UCB. Um, people mentioned Second City has improv classes, and then the PAC Theater uh, has some classes, mm-hmm. Miles Stroth. Um, so those are kind of my three things I'll be looking into.
0: I loved my time at I.O. West. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. I'll check it out when I get there. (laughs) 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 Wait, what are you guys talking about? What? I I think (laughs) it's a buffet now, so that's... Maybe it's a good buffet. It's probably a better (laughs) buffet than it was an improv studio. (laughs)
2: Yeah,
3: that's what I've heard. Wow. Yeah,
0: my very first comedy show was in the... Second theater at Iowa West on, on Sunday nights at fucking midnight called Death of the Weekend, uh, back when it was called the Andy Dick Theater. And then we renamed it because people generally got smarter about things, but not right. smart enough to keep that theater open. So, <laughs>
1: yeah, it's a hard time out there with iOS just shutting down and this week, uh, Nerd, Nerd Melt shutting down, which I was found some, my... some of our
0: free passes to the CineFamily family the oh, other yeah. day.
1: Uh, N- Nerd Melt was my. It, it was like the first place that I found a sense of community when I moved to L.A. Uh, so I'll I mean, like so many other people, I'll really miss that space. But uh, there you're you're going at a time when they're still Plenty of opportunities, just just like that. Really big venue shutting down this week was yeah, a was couple a big of really hit. Really important
0: opportunities yeah, for mm-hmm. indie artists out there is, has been has gone. Yeah. Uh, Seth, my editor at Paste, has, uh, flew out to LA and did a week long expose on what happened at iOS that's supposed to be coming out in Paste this week. Oh, uh, uh-huh. and he's such a fucking brilliant journalist <laughs> that I imagine that that piece will be something that we'll all be pointing to very quickly.
1: Good. I never got into improv myself in L.A., but uh, the L.A. Women's Basketball League a couple years ago was sort of taken over by female comedians and became (laughs) like this weird, awesome hub of networking. So I joined a team for like two years. We were the Lisa's. We had unicorn Lisa Frank themed uh, awesome. jerseys, but we were worried that Lisa Frank might get litigious if we used her full name. So the also Lisa's... awesome
0: to see uh, just stands full of all the comedy boyfriends. Yep, yeah. every, like, some of them. Some of them started runner.
1: a podcast and would broadcast live from the games. So <laughs> if
0: we can make it about us, it's yeah. Important that.
1: <laughs> but that's still going strong. So that's the only connection I really have to the improv, the the like, especially women's improv scene in LA. But cool way to branch out there. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm really bad at basketball, I learned, but so are a lot of other comedians.
0: Yeah. Brand, talk to me about Evil Lovesham.
2: Well, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a play that I wrote uh, back in 2015. Uh, the Unicorn asked me to do one for a stage reading series where they were going to take local play- playwrights and produce one of them. Uh, and I... Uh, and the unicorn tackles a lot of uh, issue issue plays, and
1: I'm planning on seeing my first play there this week because their current play oh, closes. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I've been excited Dude, to explore Tuesday, them. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays mm-hmm. is pay what you yeah. will. It's
2: like it's great to do that, and they're they're quality theater. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, and I was at a point. And this is uh, yeah, 2015, where I'm like I'm a straight white male of the, my 40s. And I'm writing a play for an issue oriented theater and I didn't know what I was gonna write and I kept like going, Oh, I can't write about that, I can't write about that, I can't write about that. <laughs> and then I decided oh, the, the plight of the straight white playwright. I know, oh, I mean God. yeah. those are
1: really hard for you guys. Feel for me, <laughs> right? Yeah. We've had such
2: a hard road. Uh, no, but it was it was one of those things where I and I did it really for myself. It's like you you gotta get out of this. You have to be able to talk about any issue you have a point of view on any issue go ahead and put it out there I knew I was also in really good hands with the artistic director and that they would help shape the script for me and let me know where like you know I was just wrong or what have you
1: <laughs> that's that's the key good for you good on you for being open to being told you're wrong yeah and yeah putting yourself in the hands of uh of a more diverse team if yeah. you're handling issues like that well it's
2: what made me feel safe to write it <laughs> yeah you know that like uh that, yeah, that yeah, it made me feel really safe to have that, knowing that I had them there. Not they weren't combating me; they were there to help me. Yeah, and we were all yeah. So
0: I feel that way about just
2: about everywhere I write at this
0: point. That mm-hmm. I have editors, that I'm just like, you will tell me if mm-hmm. I am being uh, too white or bad right now, including <laughs> the editor of this podcast. Hi, Terrence. Hi, Terrence. <laughs> hey, Terrence.
2: <laughs> but uh, like the the origin of it went off of a story about my dad who was who grew up in uh Arkansas in the 40s and not even cultured Arkansas and
0: uh the lesser Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, you
2: know, but not 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 so much hillbilly not so much refined but somewhere in the middle. And this is like 1940s and and so uh like maybe a year before that he had my mom was working uh for uh, a man who was gay and my dad made an appointment with him and he's in his seventies, you know, and he just went through uh, triple or quadruple bypass surgery, heart surgery. Uh, and he made an appointment and came in. My mom got back from her lunch break. So I'm waiting. It's like, what are you doing here? He's like, well, I need to talk to Tom. And my mom's like, about what is like, just between Tom and I, my mom's like just a warrior. So she's freaking <laughs> out. Uh, but he goes in and, <laughs> and says, uh, Yeah, he goes in there and says, uh, uh, Tom, I just want to let you know that, you know, I never really liked gay people. I never really understood it, you know, all that. But like knowing you has changed my mind about this. And my mom told me that story. And I was like, that's that's really kind of sweet. And my or beautiful is probably the better word. And my mom was like, are you kidding me? It was embarrassing. And I thought, (laughs) well, yeah, that is a little awkward just like to throw onto one person like your whole entire shift of values, but it made me realize like, you know, I'm his son. And then, you know, my brother, (laughs) my brother has, my brother has kids. And the idea of like how socially progressive they get Mm -hmm. through each generation that, that social evolution, it's slow. Sometimes you don't even see it happening, but it's happening, Mm -hmm. especially if you can mark little places in history and go, this was everybody's thoughts then. And then, continue on
1: we were just talking this weekend to our, our friends who <clears throat> who had the the young child and who we went to the march for our lives with and they were saying you know like we hear things that our grandparents say and we cringe at them and we hear things their parents say and we cringe at them and it's like well it's just a product of their time and wondering like what that's going to be for our generation yeah. that our kids will sort of cringe at because we know it's happening we just don't know what it is
0: <laughs> all right we we assume that like uh, Gender spectrum is probably gonna be the one that
1: Yeah. That or they brought up like droids rights. Droids. Yeah. <laughs> but that I mean that's that's an amazing story. And right. I love that you got both points of view of like, oh that's beautiful. Or no, that's fucking embarrassing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause it can be both.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean it's incredibly awkward for the Tom and the character, but I always look at it like then you just have to look at the objective of, a, you know, this is a guy who was raised in Arkansas and, you know, I'm from there. I was raised there and I'm not dissing the whole entire state, but mm-hmm. it's just, you know, what the culture is, you know? And I've watched him like socially get progressive, but like, as far as like, you know, anybody who's living at 100% progressive, like it's all a percentage that, that we're at, you know, no one's, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's at 100 at any time, there's always a social progression and I feel like it's, it's moving and it's just moving slow and it's just one of the one of the points of the play at the end is that in the next generation is a premature baby and she's just telling her just just to hold on and breathe just mm. keep breathing just keep breathing just keep breathing uh, which is basically the advice I would guess of the play is just just keep breathing through mm. it as long as you're alive as long as you're moving forward and doing something it happens mm. Is that enough about that play? You want to go into the the rest of my canon of work? No, she gets to talk now.
0: Awesome.
1: Oh, that's the end. Oh no! No. (laughs) When
0: we're like, it's 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 time for somebody else to talk, and then the show just ends. Yeah. Fantastic. We're, we're good at
1: we're good at transitions. <laughs>
0: what have you learned from your couple of years out here doing improv that has set you up to be able to teach, but for you to refuse the call of the hero here?
1: Oh, you're setting off on your hero's journey. Uh, they are.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness! Refusing
1: <laughs> the call of of Kansas City improv teaching. Oh my
0: god! <laughs> what a terrible story! I have to go
1: write a play. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You have to
0: go write an improv. No, that's not our am Sorry, let's take that one back.
3: Uh, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't want to hate on teaching or anything. It's just I, I feel like I know when I am not the best that I could be at something. There are fantastic uh, people in Kansas City that have gone to other places, like Trish Barong, uh, Shantae, Keller, and a bunch of other people who've gone away, study, come back, and are really fantastic, I've only been here, and I've only been doing it for, like, three years, and that's, you know, it's, you can just move faster here, I think, mm-hmm. um... And uh, it's a lot uh, more plight notes, I guess I would say. Uh, people are really nice here about how you're doing. Or oh. if a scene goes bad, it's kind of like, okay, cool. Uh, two more people up. Um, and Brock, I, Brock's
1: experienced <laughs> that in, in stand-up also. Like, L.A. comedians are pretty harsh with each other. Yeah. And not so much here. And, and while it's nice to be nice, it, yeah. it does, you know, stunt growth. It, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: The, the the perspective on that is is usually that... Uh, New York is high school, and LA is is college. And in college, people are a little nicer than you'd expect, but they give feedback. But in New York, uh, if you have a bad first set, people walk up and be like, "Fucking quit, never come back." <laughs> and like, uh, my New York friends are like. Why is no one mean to the bad people here? I don't understand why well, you're not telling them to walk away and I live a different life. I
1: think LA is like guy in your MFA just telling Perfect. you telling there you what are. they would do better, yeah. how they would have landed that that yeah. joke. Here's,
0: here's a tag that maybe you want to use. I do not. Yeah. So I people really don't. People are
1: honest, but you don't want to listen to any of them. So enjoy your time in LA. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh,
0: what are your fears that we can assuage? <laughs> Uh, fears. I actually cut you off. I'd rather hear yeah. about what you learned first, okay. and then we'll come back to that.
3: Um, <laughs> Get ready with those fears. Yeah.
1: Uh...
0: <laughs> Get ready with those fears is the name of our new podcast.
3: Okay. Nice. This is the podcast you're on now. Yeah. I mean, I've learned a lot here. Like, I I haven't done improv before I started in kansas city so everything that i've learned about improv has been through comedy city and kansas city or KC improv company and then we have some indie teams which is really cool uh one of my group's babies skype coaches with a guy out in la mm-hmm. so we kind of do get those deeper feedbacks or like he'll run through a set kind of scene by scene and like yeah this was kind of missing <laughs> or like see how like you didn't really have a relationship there um kansas City's much more like you know what that's fine. Just, <laughs> let's just move on. Let's just not talk about it. See
0: uh. how you didn't have a relationship there is a good name for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just
2: using us to mine uh, podcast no. titles. Is that it? No. That's fine. I just wanted <laughs> to <laughs> show so what we so You are improv. I've told you before,
0: but my like UCB fuck nightmare that kept me from doing it in LA was that uh, when I first got into stand-up, I would do the thing where anyone that would come see me, I would contractually go see whatever they were up to. Right. Which, it's nice uh, to be a
1: friend. It's nice
0: to be a friend. <laughs> I put them through stuff. They can put me through stuff. And one day I saw a UCB 101 class, 201 class, and 301 class graduations back to back to back. Yeah. And each one got progressively less funny <laughs> because like, and I came to understand later, like 101 is just about like having an organic interaction. And by like 301, it's like, you've got to find the game. And this is where, so like everyone got too much in their heads for it to be entertaining by the end. And I was like, why are people spending so much fucking money to unlearn being Mm -hmm. funny? I don't get it. And I was like, at some point it all comes together and I understand what that is. But like, boy, howdy, that scared me away from it for (laughs) so long. I
3: (laughs) I feel like that happens here. Like we have the 601 here is a Herald class and people take it, and the student shows will have like 101, 201s the same night, and it'll get like huge laughs. And then a herald comes on, and everybody's like, "What is this?" Yeah. <laughs> Most
0: oh, you don't see don't. what's happening under there.
2: Yeah, I don't see how the computer program works. I wanted to laugh, yeah. I'm drunk and angry. Yeah. <laughs> like... I think like a lot of education does that though. It makes, and I realized this in college. It was around my like sophomore, junior year. It's like, I'm not as good as I was in high school at yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> like, and there was, there's something to that of like, the, you, you have such, when, when you're ignorant, you have such a, 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 a just unleash everything, mm-hmm. you know, you're not worried about like freedom. Freedom, right. Yeah. And I think any educational system you go through, you actually do become a little bit worse, <laughs> but it gives you the base to actually become a lot better than, than you were. like
1: that, I definitely experienced that in grad school. I went to grad school for acting and like watching the classes ahead of me and also seeing my classes progression and my, and my own progression. I was like, man, we all got, like we all turned into really bad actors. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then you know, you gather the tools to, yeah. to you know, attack like an actual project head on didn't you but... have like a
0: year that you just sort of like faded out
1: <laughs> well i'm a writer now so yeah
0: <laughs> oh, i thought i meant like in the middle of the bell curve
1: oh well yeah i mean i yes we don't have to get into like okay. why i turned away from acting but that was something of like breaking down the tools and like really becoming a lot better at the things that i was studying but those weren't the things i was interested in i mean right. i don't know they were but they they i don't know they just changed I you I don't know what to say about that.
0: I'm sorry. I'm a writer
1: now.
3: <laughs> I feel like one really cool thing about improv, um, which is why I like it, is like there's no really like there's no day you're just gonna show up and just master it and just be good mm-hmm, forever. Mm-hmm. Like I'll have really good months or whatever where it's like oh yeah it seems easy I've got this and then it's just I show up and it's just gone for like a couple months or whatever. There's so many like highs and then. For whatever reason, it just all the self esteem's gone. All of the yep. what, how to do tag outs is gone, uh, and it just comes. I don't know. It's just constant growing and changing as a performer. is really fun. I don't know if that is stand up. If there's like. Really good.
0: Oh then... no, I just get drunk and blame the audience yeah. for being mad. You've been in Kansas, Kansas City then.
3: <laughs> yeah, Kansas City. Yeah, I've been to shows where I get blamed for being in the audience like <laughs> Nobody showed up. I'm like, sorry, I okay. I'm here.
0: <laughs> blame the audience is my Midwest comedy podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Brought the room down on that. Yeah, uh, I, I do like the idea that education makes you worse, and then it makes you better. But you've got to stick with it to get to that point. Otherwise, you just yeah. stay at the bottom. I mean, of that.
1: if you're fo- if education about is if education in a lot of these fields is about like developing the tools, so that the tool like no matter what kind of your night a night you're having, the tools are always there. Like you always have your stock toolkit. And so, even if you're having a bad night, like you have a base level that is much higher than your base level would be otherwise. But while you're, like, my experience is then when you're in school and you're spending a year to focus on like one specific tool, then, like, everything you do with that is going to seem kind of lacking. Like, I don't know. That was my experience in school of, like, I know that this will make me better overall, but this year makes me feel, like, focused on the micro, yeah. which, right. w- like, sort of lets you lose sight of of the whole performance.
0: Mm-hmm. What's the Mike Birbiglia improv movie about Saturday Night Live?
3: Oh, uh, I Don't Think Twice. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We saw that uh, in oh. a theater in, in our hipster L.A. neighborhood <laughs> full of nothing but actors and improvisers, and you've never... F-
2: You have to be more specific.
0: Uh, (laughs) You've never felt more pain in a theater that was doing a comedy like you just heard people like,
1: oh, that was all coming from you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I had to leave at one point. Yeah, Yeah. it was. It (laughs) was was just. It was. I've never seen a comedy that was too real for a such a specific group of people that moved out Mm -hmm. from the Midwest with dreams. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Oh, Oh,
1: speaking (laughs) of last night. Uh, was the premiere of Barry on HBO, which isn't oh. about improv, but about acting in L.A. in general. But did you guys yeah. watch it? I,
3: I want to. It's yeah. so, so fucking good. good. Yeah,
1: yeah it, so very, and, and very quickly, Bill, yeah. yeah. Bill Hader is uh, uh, an assassin who gets flown out to L.A. for a job and follows this guy that he's supposed to kill uh, into an acting class and ends up <laughs> on stage with him. And then sort of falls in love with acting, even though he's terrible at it. And it, I don't know, we were watching a little bit of the commentary from afterwards. And the, was it the writer, the creator, whoever it was, was Mm -hmm. talking about, like, it's great if, like, this guy who is really good at something, but he's not, but it makes him unhappy, like, falls in love with something that he's really bad at. And that's... Also, a big part of
0: him thinking that he's good at it is just how nice the other actors are. Yeah. So nice. And I was like, oh, this is and actually the worst part for like me. Like, they up, really hurts. They applauded <laughs>
1: for him and that's not a feeling he's ever had before. So
2: uh,
0: it is. It's so is good. It's really,
1: really good. <laughs> and
0: uh, and, and it is It is specifically about the sort of acting class that, like, I've had the friends that pay, like, 30 grand a year to be in with, like... Wow. Uh, Henry Winkler plays, like, the lunatic acting coach who, like... Goes uh, up and like hurts their feelings so that they can like then but do But it the works. And it works. <laughs> like, yeah. And like I, I've watched so many friends like lose and it's their life L.A. For that. So uh, all the scenes
1: <laughs> and monologues they do are from movies, which is such a specifically L.A. thing. <laughs> Yeah, it hurt to watch, but it was really good. Yeah, oh, that,
0: sounds,
2: that sounds right up there.
0: Like,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. You
0: know, if you got a week week left to get scared off of this, I don't know. <laughs> it, 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 uh, my favorite thing was that I asked you where you guys are moving to, and I know like the specific block you're moving yeah. to in mm-hmm. North Hollywood. Uh,
2: it's not creepy at all. We're, we're not scared. and you're
0: you're across the street from a hot dog place that yeah. I used to do yeah. an afternoon comedy show in, uh, which no one told us that like children were just wondering at any point oh, no. uh, so I had you've to you've also a,
1: done that in an Italian
0: restaurant I have done that too <laughs> a uh, that was on Kitchen Nightmares uh, <laughs> which foods
2: are you hoping to do stand up for now <laughs> the,
0: maybe the worst part about the hot dog place is that there's mirrors everywhere and all the all the chairs face the walls so you have to watch yourself oh, eating no. oh, like God. a fucking Chicago <laughs> hot dog covered in nachos that sounds drink. so LA yeah. if you're
2: gonna eat a hot dog you watch yourself doing it yeah that.
3: that's the weight loss and it, it has kale on it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I remember being in the middle of like a bit about like a one night stand, and like four children walked in, and I had to on the fly adapt it to like I had an adult sleepover. And it was just like, Good, maybe I should just do this with all my comedy. It's way funnier to pick different, better words yeah. that disguise what you're trying just to say. Change just
3: everything for like children. Yeah, I, would, I think that. Yeah, I'd watch we that. We all had yeah. milkshakes together. <laughs> oh, what does that mean? You have to guess. I don't the adults you. in the room have to guess.
2: You just have to hire Soft four serve. kids.
1: <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. We'll figure it out.
0: <laughs> you do not have a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: well. actually
2: a pretty good name for a podcast. I was just gonna say <laughs> that. Number, is
3: it just like a therapist who just watches
0: a couple and is just like, you don't have a relationship? Yeah. relationship.
2: <laughs> Get out then we anyway. try to improve
0: our way into a relationship and he's like, This is kind of proven my point. Why are you so performative? The Number
1: of awkward collective sighs and silences we've had on this, this episode is, this is has made been me
0: a weird really one. So far. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. There's uh. one. <laughs> Brian, what is yeah. it like to be a Kansas City bartender? uh in a, in a in a space that is also an improv studio uh
2: actually like green room has been a, a, close to like an ideal job in Kansas City for me uh like i worked at lydia's when i was was first here uh, lydia's
0: is an award winning italian place right. <laughs>
2: run by the Bastianich family who i worked for when i first moved to new york back in the in the 90s and was just lucky of like, oh, yeah, they opened one here 15 years later. That was mm-hmm. the
0: most crime family shit I've ever heard.
2: Yeah, the Bastianich family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah no doubt. Uh, and, and they're wonderful. And they, I mean, they should have fired me in New York because I was just terrible. But they were like, well, you're, you're smart, but we can teach you. So, and they did. They gave me like a great education. Uh, and it was fine dining and it was, you know, it was. Easy and by that time it's certainly easy. But like Green Room allows me to have an incredibly flexible schedule, and also like I bartend while the theater shows are going on, so I'm watching all the improv shows and getting paid hmm. for it, and then sometimes doing them now. Yeah, uh, we'll uh, oh, for
1: wonder. for people who don't know, Green Room is a burger joint in Kansas City that Ferguson also theater. has a theater in the back.
3: Uh, yeah, Westport House Theater. It's uh, just kind of, yeah, right it's in the middle. It's four
0: businesses all in one. <laughs> uh, it's, it's three. Yeah, the
2: Potassic family owns it. Tom and Pam own the uh, coffee shop, and their son and daughter-in-law own the green room, and then they share the improv space that's in between them. So. That was
0: a good note because green room for a theater is obviously
2: an actual right. thing. Right, Which it yeah. was. And there it is was, a green room yeah. in the
3: green room. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up.
2: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> We've had many conversations where like, no, it was in the green room. Yeah, but where? No, the green room. Yeah. who's on green room yeah.
3: right classic
0: and then it just ends there yeah <laughs> red this doesn't work
2: <laughs> but it was the actual green room the the restaurant part was the actual green room for the theater before they turned it into the the burger and beer place. Mm.
0: And and you're not allowed to go back into the theater now because they don't want the help uh, interfering with oh, the man. stage. <laughs> okay. Oh, really? I <laughs> don't
2: want to talk about that okay. right now. You have a week
0: left at this yeah. job. Burn <laughs> every bridge. No, Burn it was, I've bridge. burned every bridge. It was it was not, I can tell it just, for you. <laughs> okay, but it was
2: not Green Room who didn't... They, they, like, Cindy is actually an improviser herself and was... Very okay with it, but man, come on, let's not talk about this. Okay. Give me another week. Burn uh, yeah. every bridge gonna, is a different podcast. I'm gonna well, go get on. a beer if you guys talk about. Jessica, your,
1: tell us the story. What sort of work do you
0: do out here? Uh, what's that? What sort of work do you do? Uh, what's what's do you do when you you're said not you were
3: at a law problem? firm. I worked. Uh, yeah, I. Um, one of the girls that was in a group with me had been like a secretary at a law firm uh, and they were looking for a secretary. I've never done any secretary work and I'm awkward. So it, it wasn't <laughs> wonderful. Like, I had to answer phones and uh, but you got an LA size <laughs> bonus. So it cool. was mm-hmm. awkward for me for a minute. Um,
0: <laughs> he just got in trouble for not bringing you. A beer. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, I just yeah. assume, uh, so I, I started out as a secretary in a law firm. It was, like, three dudes, and it was really chill. Like, no HR department. They would just, I think... That Wait, were, hold up. That sounds bad. <laughs> no, it, do, it does sound Good bad.
1: Good for you, bad <laughs> for them.
3: It, it was just a lot of, like, they would just swear toward Like, I think they're all frat bros together, so it would just be, like, a lot of them, like, what's up, fucknuts, when they'd walk in, <laughs> and then just talk to each other like that all day.
0: One uh, of my first bosses <laughs> in L.A. We used to say to everyone, because it was a funny line he liked from South Park what you got sand in your vagina uh, <laughs> yeah. but when he would say it to women that's when it got
2: yeah different
0: yeah. Uh, and, and and one time I said it to somebody just because he was always saying, he was like, you can't say that. I was like, you've said it to everyone <laughs> so many times. The bar has been set. Yeah. Like, I thought it was bad, but like you told me it was okay. So. Yeah, I
3: thought it was the tagline of the office.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every office should have a tagline, yeah. <laughs> and it should be something that HR wouldn't approve of if there is an HR. <laughs> yeah uh,
3: So I started out as a secretary, and then they moved me to a paralegal um so yeah, I got to do like a trial, which was really fun. It was just like, uh, like really just like auto accident, medical malpractice kind of stuff. But I got sounds to, fun. It, I mean, I really like uh, Dateline and all that kind of stuff. So just being in a courtroom, even though it was about something like a car accident, was really still fun for me because I can just pretend that like I'm like at a murder trial, <laughs> just giving exhibits. That's all I did was just hand exhibits on paper to people and. Uh, that was it. Nice. But that's why I can move to L.A. now for yeah. a
1: year,
3: so. <laughs> worth it. <laughs> it. It was worth it.
0: She has been watching True Crime every night before we fall asleep. Yes. Uh, oh, I
1: have not been sleeping well. <laughs> and she has
0: not been sleeping well. And the other night I came to bed, and she spoke to me.
1: I Occasionally, I, I will talk in my sleep.
0: <laughs> uh, and what she had to say to me was, Evidence? Eyes wide open. Just wide open, oh, like, no. evidence. Evidence? Cookies? <laughs> Evidence. And I was like, I don't know what you're saying. And she got visibly angry. Evidence. Evidence. It's weird.
1: I don't remember this, but I do have a vague memory of getting mad at you for something that wasn't making sense. <laughs> to you. So I guess it was just the cookie evidence <laughs> in my sleep.
0: So cookie evidence is our new podcast. Yay. <laughs> <About nighttime laughs> <three. true> crime. <laughs> we just we take some cough syrup and we try to record it before we fall asleep.
3: <laughs> yeah. I do like I listen to murder podcasts and a lot of murder shows, and I'll listen. You a murderina? To those. I am. Yeah. yeah, I love my favorite murder. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I listen to. Uh, I haven't listened to the one today yet, but uh, yeah, I get in trouble sometimes because I like to listen to it, and he doesn't think that it's a relaxing way to go to bed. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's the the voices. They <laughs> yeah. The voices they have usually is like really soothing, like Forensic Files, yeah. even though they're talking about like, and then she was stabbed. Yeah, it's, it's just that. It's tone like friends that's... are talking to you. <laughs> yeah. I can fall asleep. That sounds weird, but no. it's very peaceful for friends? me.
1: Anyone that talks about murder, I listen to it while I make dinner and it's great. Yeah. <laughs> We've got the Hello Fresh. We listen to My Favorite
3: Murder. There is a My Favorite Murder KC chapter on Facebook that. Yes. Are you a part did of it? You,
1: did you go to the show? I did. Yeah, yeah I we went were, to the early one. We were at the late show. I heard that one was. They couldn't get people out and back in in time. Yeah.
3: Well, that was a big theater to do a quick, like, half-hour turnaround.
0: It's actually a thing we've run into at multiple theaters, and I'm trying to write a piece about it, which is that, like, uh, podcasts are a big thing now, and these classy-ass theaters don't know how to fucking manage people for them. They don't,
1: they don't know how to get two groups in in a night. Right. Like They know how yeah. to have one group in for the entire night. Because we we found the same thing when we went to see Pond Save America, followed by Love It or Leave It in Denver at the Denver Performing Arts Center. They couldn't get everyone out and back in in time. At some
0: point, they just turned off the metal detectors. It was like, that's not the way to do this. Oh, we have a guest. <laughs> this is unexpected. A
1: Brock, do you want to open your Amazon package on, on the air? No, I don't want to
0: open my package on the air. What are you guys looking forward to most in Los Angeles? The beach. Right. Oh,
1: you're pretty far right. from that. I, yeah. 45 I keep, yeah. minutes. He keeps saying we're going to be there
0: every day, and I was like, oh, I don't want to burst that bubble, but you're not going to make that trip.
3: <laughs> the first couple weeks, you will. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I don't know how often we'll go to, like, I'm excited to check out the beach for sure, and, uh, Catalina Island. Yeah.
1: We um, still
2: never made it out to Catalina. <laughs> You've never been to Catalina? <laughs> oh my God. The Catalina wine <laughs> Yeah. Tour. wine I, I tend to go with yeah, the rest wine of but that, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, we're both right.
3: I think he went, uh, when he was a kid, so yeah. he wants to go back and see... It's, a, it's really pretty...
0: Um... Brian always has windswept hair, so I think you'll be yeah. well there. You just
1: belong on a boat. Yeah. We, right. we had our bucket list for LA of things that, despite living there for nearly yeah. a decade, like, I've still never been to... Musso what, and Franks. Yeah, Musso and Franks. And it was uh, like, I have to go get a steak and a martini at Musso and Franks. So we, I've,
2: I've done that. Yeah, just, uh, I just see, of, I it, I
1: never made <laughs> it. And we yeah. had our bucket list, but the few weeks before we moved were hectic as fuck. Yeah. So right. we were going out to for a wedding in June. I was like, we'll do our bucket Bucket list that week. We'll go to Musso and Frank's. We'll go to Catalina.
2: Yeah. Ooh,
0: I don't have the money for any of this.
1: <laughs> you have like a month and a half to save up. <laughs> Ooh. We know how adult money is work.
0: <laughs> adult money. Yeah. <laughs> That's a different. Yeah, it's the
1: way adults yeah, spend money just like on three or four folks. More stand-up gigs steaks here. and martinis.
0: <laughs> no, that was mean spiriting
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't just bring up four, how right? improv doesn't. I make don't. Shit. I don't know what they pay in the stand up world, <laughs> but if it's anything to what they pay in the improv world,
3: laugh bucks.
2: Laugh bucks. It's Have true. you
3: gone to any stand up? I don't really know anywhere. I know there's like Uptown Arts Bar. He did a show in the back of Green Room. Oh yeah, in the theater.
0: Yeah, Viv was there for that one. Yeah, Brock night. won't
3: let me come to a lot of his shows out here. He
1: like wants to get settled in and know which shows are full of asshole dudes before I'm allowed to come get mad at them. Yeah, he let me go to that one. That was a mistake. Are there are a lot of <laughs> asshole dudes. <Yep>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she handled it well.
1: I got drunk and yelled at the owner. Yeah. Anyway, so the owner or the producer. Who did I yell at, Brock? Yeah. A lot of people. No, I didn't.
2: Uh,
0: who's the guy with glasses that's Tom. behind the bar? Yeah, he,
2: should,
0: uh, he got yelled at some.
2: Gray hair? Older guy? No. Oh.
0: Oh, he Max. Got, Max. Yes, Max with the glasses.
1: Okay, we don't have to keep talking about everyone I yelled at. Max
0: got yelled at. <laughs> I
1: had some suggestions for how he could make the show better. Whiskey
0: suggestions is my watchman okay, okay. podcast. Was he
2: blonde hair? No no but the
0: the darker haired guy.
2: Max Frankel? Yeah. Why would you yell at him? He has no control over anything. I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't this
3: know. This is an has... interesting conversation <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> I don't know who has control over that. I don't know. I do wonder why people like that um, not Max. Max is a wonderful man. Uh, I love Max. The one that same. she yelled at. Uh right,
2: just a sweetheart of a guy. Yeah. Right.
3: But still. I you apologize. <laughs> uh,
1: but I, I don't
2: understand why. I also to him too. So. Which is
1: unnecessary. <laughs>
2: no, like, uh, most of the stand-up that I've seen there, you're right. You're I didn't actually,
1: him. I didn't yell at him. I had some enthusiastic
3: suggestions. <laughs> I'm sure he agrees with you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they laughed and why people think that certain topics are funny when it's like well, that's not funny. It was mostly just that, it. it was
1: mostly just that the comedy show was taking place at the exact same time as trivia night oh, right in the front yeah. which had a hundred people there, right. and the comedy show had like five. Yeah, well, it, it had a lot
0: of people, but uh, they it, just it had doing a lot boring.
1: of the comedians that right. were performing that all left after their sets. But like, I don't know, I just got drunk and ha- felt very strongly that he should stagger those and maybe give incentives during trivia night to yeah. come see comedy. We had a friend yeah.
0: point out to us when we got here, like uh, people in KC do a real good job of uh, hiding that they're a piece of shit.
1: Not me for
0: a while. <laughs> For a while, and then, like, it seeps through, and she noticed something on this show that I didn't notice, and it blew my mind. It
1: took me, like, a week or two to even bring it up, that, like, there were, there were, uh, it was mostly guys, mostly white men. Yeah. uh, A little bit not, but mostly white men. They Um, have a lot to say. They have a lot to (laughs) say, and most of them were doing pretty okay, and, like, I was enjoying their sets, and then without fail every single white dude except for Brock ended their set, like they would, they did their set and then got the light and like did this shifty eye thing looking around and was like, clearly had the thought of like, I'm gonna do it. And then said something racist and or misogynistic as their outro joke and then bolted off stage like they knew they should be ashamed. Like, I don't know, like What's like the farting point? before the doors close in an elevator on your yeah. way out is <laughs> what, but, but with racism and misogyny. Yeah. And every dude did it. And it's like, no matter what their sets were up to that point, they still were racist or misogynistic underneath and just needed to see if it was acceptable here and then ran off stage. Yeah. Really or it'll, pissed me off. it'll get a
0: joke out of shock value, but yeah. I don't have to stick around to it's, see the repercussions. It's, just, it's
1: like, it's pretending to be better than you are, but like needing the audience to know that, like, you're also down with the bad stuff. Yeah. Down
0: with the bad stuff. It, just, it was
1: really upsetting. <laughs>
3: is, that, yeah. is that a
1: podcast? It's not. Really. It.
0: <laughs> we shouldn't do that one. We're right? not.
1: We're not that thing. Uh,
0: so we end every podcast here by you uh, giving a pop culture recommendation, something you either love or trust or uh, something you just saw this week. Uh, and and want to tell people about uh, mine this week. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Brock Wilbur and stuff. Uh, my pop culture recommendation is an unrecommendation. Do not buy the video game Far Cry 5. <laughs> not worth it. Uh, you can read my review. Uh, boy, did they miss the mark. And, and they took on white nationalism and uh, the dark side of Christianity and then got spooked. They and sort instead... of did the
1: KC comedy version of it. Yeah, they did the shifty eyes <laughs> yeah. and then... Uh... <laughs> like, we're tackling this, but are we? So
0: that's me. Viv, what do you got?
1: Um. Well, you can find me at at Viv underscore Kane on Twitter and every day at the themarysue.com yelling about things. Um we've been we've we've spent the last two weekends watching basically every Ashley Judd movie of the late 90s and early 2000s <laughs> so for, I
0: for do... our podcast judge jury and executioner yeah. oh <laughs> you have to then yeah
2: that's that's, a... that's her uh, joke yes
0: i am crediting a... you but,
1: so i do recommend that but i've been uh binging the show shit's creek which oh. i like i it was my sick show like when I'm sick I I would watch a couple episodes and then and then every the, the next time I get sick I realize, oh right I love this and I haven't watched it in like six months or whatever and then I was sick two weeks ago and kept with it after that so I've, I've watched uh I'm almost caught up the final seat or the most recent season is airing right now and I'm almost caught up And I'm gonna be really sad when there are no more episodes because it is the funniest fucking show on television uh, so that's my recommendation it's on the first three seasons are on Netflix and then it's on Pop TV which mm-hmm. is still one of those things I don't really understand because I am you made that old... up it's a thing There's no such it's thing one, one of those Pop channels TV. that's also an app so Ashley Judd, okay. <laughs> Actually, Ashley Judd and Shit's <laughs> Creek Ashley Judd yeah what do you got? uh
2: I feel, I feel like I should confer with you first on <laughs> what to talk about. I, there's two things. I'm excited about the Roseanne reboot. Oh, very oh, excited yeah. like been watching that for like I've probably watched that series three times through. And I, I just love it. I love the whole evolution of it. Uh, John Goodman went to Southwest Missouri State University, which is oh, where I went wow. so I met him a few times so I was taught oh, by yeah. some of the P people.
1: I, and, I've been sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I've been watching the last season uh because the lottery years Yeah because yeah. I never finished the show I realized right. so, oh you've never yeah. seen the last season yeah so right. I think I haven't it's watched so, the last so much season so I've been doing that uh, this week. Have <laughs> you finished it yet? No oh man I I'm, okay. I'm at the the wedding Darlene's
3: wedding that's
1: oh. what yeah. Episode, I'm halfway through that's upstairs. not the last
2: season
3: no I the last two seasons I've okay. been watching okay. yeah. mm-hmm. oh wow you have a lot to look forward to yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah. watch
2: the last season twice before you make an, a judgment on it okay I, I know it sounds weird I hear weird. they're undoing
3: all of it anyway
1: yeah. yeah yeah. that's
2: what I'm really excited to see like how they're doing it Yeah, yeah. We and kinda... bringing
3: the two Darlene's back or it's the Becky's be, yeah. or Becky's yeah. I mean yeah <laughs>
2: Yeah, we, uh, yeah, we've we've dipped our toes into like finding out about it, and we've also like stayed away from it yeah. because we kind of <laughs> want to be surprised of how they do it. But we also watch the Roseanne marathons on Saturdays, so it's <laughs> our thing.
1: Well, um, anyone that has Amazon Prime, it's all free on there. Oh, is
2: it? Yeah.
3: yeah. Oh wow. We, yeah, yeah, I got to just go through the seasons again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I already said my favorite murder. Any murder? Mm-hmm. I support. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't support murder. Um. I've been following the Golden State Killer. uh, But we've been watching Shameless, which is on Netflix, which I'm obsessed with William H. Macy, so I recommend that if anybody hasn't seen it. It's horrible, um,
0: but it's (laughs) called Shameless,
3: so (laughs) it's in the title. You
0: know what you're getting. (laughs) Yeah. All right, that's been Missouri Loves Company. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please rate, review, and share it with your friends. Do it. Do what?
1: rate and review. Tell them, validate me with stars.
0: Validate my wife. Yay. That's my new mom.
1: <laughs> Bye. Bye.